Hi neighbors, Courtney here. Welcome to the Local Living Carmel podcast, where you will hear stories from local business owners and neighbors. You can get more from Local Living Carmel on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to check out our local coupon book, which exclusively features deals from Carmel Independent Businesses, available in stores now. Hi, I'm here with Scott Columber of Rise Skateboard Shop in Carmel. Hi, Scott. Hi. <laughs> All right, so we'll kind of out of the gate, get right to it. Why do you own a skateboard shop? Um, it's really started uh, during my childhood. I grew up out west. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm 45, so the skateboarding scene in the 80s and 70s was pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of, um, I wasn't really a cool kid, so I really gravitated towards skateboarding. I wasn't really a jock or anything, so I really found a refuge there. Uh, I made a lot of friends doing that, and it's something that I could just do by myself. So it was kind of an escape for me. So it started like one Christmas, you ask for a skateboard, you get your skateboard, or? Well, no, my parents didn't have a lot of money. Okay. So I think somebody gave me just the deck, the wooden board part. And then what I did was I did chores, I saved my allowance, and I saved up to buy my trucks and my wheels and my bearings and things like that. So it took me a few months to get everything together and actually put my mm-hmm. first complete board together. That's cool. I can imagine you now interacting with some of the young kids coming in to buy their first skateboard mm-hmm. and you having that be your start. Yeah, that's and that's what I like the most. Mm-hmm. It's fun talking to people that have been into it for a while, but the most gratifying part to me is kids that are getting their first real skateboard, their mm-hmm. parents bring them in, or they're coming in by themselves and they have their birthday money, whatever <laughs> that is. I really find a lot of enjoyment in that. So you're a young kid, you yeah. kind of gravitate towards skateboarding, um, but that's a big jump to actually owning a skateboard shop. Yeah. So what's that? What was that journey for you? Um, it's I. It's been a long one. I got out of skateboarding. I I wasn't doing it for a long time. I was doing adult stuff. Like what? what I was in sales stuff? for okay. years. I got over twenty years of sales experience. <laughs> so I worked for Whirlpool for a while back in Arizona. I worked for Clark when they were still open here for a little while. <laughs> um, I did telecom sales. So you, you know. I did a lot of different industries, but it was always sales. Um, and so my wife and I have young children, and really the initial idea was instead of having to uh, travel and be in meetings all the time and not being able to spend any time with my kids, um, I thought it would be a good idea to, to get involved with this. And this has allowed me to spend more time with my family, too, which has been a big bonus. Yeah. So that's, I mean, you know, one thing to kind of quickly tell the story, but that's a big jump from, like, a stable job to business ownership. Mm -hmm. So what finally got you to pull the trigger, I guess, and do it? (laughs) My wife was okay with it. Okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're we're fine financially. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was kind of part of it. I don't need to necessarily completely depend on the shop Mm. um, for income. So, and it's, Rise has been around. I've owned it a year and a half, Mm -hmm. but it's been around since 1999. So 18 years now it's going on. So it's a well-established shop. It's really Mm -hmm. well-known, not only in the Midwest, but most of the country people know the shop, Rise Skateboard Shop. So I just wanted to get a little more involved in the local scene. So Mm. after talking to Buddy, the the original owner who's been running it all this time, 
we came to an agreement and he thought it was a good time for him to kind of step away. I think he was kind of burned out. I think he was at a point where he was ready to step away Mm -hmm. and do something else. So it just kind of, the timing worked out really well. So with all of that time away from skateboarding, and then did you kind of get back into it before you got into the shop or has it kind of opened up that love for it again? Yeah, um, when we first moved back out here, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not from here, but my wife is. So Mm -hmm. we moved out about 10 years ago. And I started doing it again. I just started picking it up again when I could. You know, I don't get to go out very often. I go out a little more now that I own the shop, but it's just something I would do, you know, maybe once a week or once every couple weeks. And the love was still there, so it just seemed like a natural thing to do. So what do you do for those of us, which is a lot of us who don't skateboard, what do you do when you just go out? Is it kind of like riding a bike? You just go or you go to You can. I mean, it's really... I just tell... People that are new to it, just do what you feel comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do what other people are doing. If you just want to cruise down the Monon on mm-hmm. a skateboard, that's fine. If you want to ride on the sidewalk, you know, it's really up to you how you want to approach it mm-hmm. and what you consider fun when it comes to skateboarding. So tell me a little about the skateboarding crowd because there's like this, you know, persona attached to it from people who don't skateboard, right. I think. But tell me, who are these people who are in the skateboarding group, the crowd? I think it's better than when I was a kid. Mm. I mean, we were total outcasts when I was a kid. Mm. Um, There weren't skate parks. So you would go to different spots that were just street spots. And usually you'd be there like 10 minutes and somebody would come. Yeah, yeah, the cops would show up or security security Mm -hmm. would come and kick you out. So um, it still, I think, has that kind of, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would say negative, but kind of an underground connotation but it's a, a lot more accepted nowadays and there's parks skate yeah. parks everywhere which is nice yeah so do you end up going to those skate parks then and just kind of doing tricks or uh yeah i do yeah. i don't do the crazy stuff i did when i was like 16 you have kids now in a yes yeah yeah exactly i get a warning before i leave <laughs> about not breaking anything use your head yeah yeah not to land on either so so I usually go to the parks. I used to street skate a lot more. And when I was a kid, um, actually not a kid, when I was in my early 20s, um, me and this buddy were hanging out, and there was this stretch of highway in Phoenix called the uh, 51, and they decided to expand it. So what the city did was they bought miles and miles of neighborhoods, purchased all the homes, and evacuated everybody. And there were a couple of security guards patrolling, so... The bonus of that was there was all these empty pools. <laughs> so we'd park outside the neighborhood and sneak in and, you know, spend all day skating those pools. That's crazy. It like was a, a lot ghost of fun. town. Yeah. There was nobody there except the, you just had to dodge. But, I mean, I don't know how many square miles it was. It was big and they had, like, two dudes and, like, Toyota pickup trucks just driving around. Just figure out their rotation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of parked outside and we'd run in real quick, you know, kind of ninja style. So, yeah. So does your, does your wife skateboard at all? Are you no. kids? Yeah. Um, so... My oldest son, who's eight, I uh, he took lessons. Uh, one of the guys that works for me, his name's John Howland. He hmm. teaches lessons at the Monon Center. Oh, I didn't know you could do skateboarding yep. lessons. Yep. Interesting. They, they teach him at the Monon Center. It's um, like a five-week course, an hour and a half <laughs> each lesson, and it's like 50 bucks for the whole thing. So it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but that's beginning skateboarding. And then they're, they're also starting lessons down at Sequence which is the indoor okay. skate park down okay. by the old airport. Mm-hmm. They're going to start those, I think, this weekend. So there's a couple places. That's the nice thing. If So if you're a parent mm-hmm. and your kids are interested and you're nervous, well, 
you know, about mm-hmm. having to teach them or go out and do it with them. You really don't have to do that if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of places for them to learn. So you could just kind of kick back and watch them and not feel the pressure of having to teach them. That's cool. Yeah. What? So you've owned this place for a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of far <clears throat> enough into it now to reflect back a little bit. Yeah. What's... um. What's been kind of the best parts? What are some points that maybe you thought, I don't know if this is a great idea? (laughs) I mean, the best parts have been the people I've met, involvement with the community, um, getting back into it a little more. Um, The part I didn't think about quite so much is the um, unpredictability of retail. Mm, Seasons. Yep. Up and down and a new shop opens Mm -hmm. and things die off a little bit and then they come back down or come back up so that's been the nerve-wracking part is at times when numbers are down being patient and knowing the patterns okay it's going to come back up again Mm -hmm. at this point so um it's been interesting yeah yeah i bet so what kind of stuff do you guys carry everything skateboarding we Everything you need for skateboards, we have com- beginner completes, which mm-hmm. are going to be a l- less expensive than if you went in and did a whole custom setup. But then it's a smaller board that can get your, your son or daughter started, and it's still really good quality components. It's anything, uh, it's going to be better than anything you find at like a toy store, a department mm-hmm. store. But then we do full custom setups. We have skateboard shoes, clothes. Uh, videos, hats, you know, pretty much everything to do with skateboarding. So we're one of those shops. There's a couple of shops around that are purely skateboarding, nothing else. Hmm. So do you kind of, you're talking about the seasons. My sister-in-law owns a boutique, and she's talked about how communicating with other boutiques has helped her understand those things. Do you have mm-hmm. a you know a group of other skateboard shops you guys kind of talk back and forth yeah. and share information? It, it is nice. We are able to do that. In fact, there's a new shop called Minus. Mm-hmm. It's been around a couple months. Um, Nick Holub owns that, and that's on 54th Street in Keystone. Mm-hmm. He uh, used to work for me. Oh, okay. So he had worked for Buddy, the original owner, for about four or five years, and then the last year and a half, almost, he worked for me. And around, I think it was February, he uh, he and I had a talk, and he's like, you know what, man, I've, I've kind of had enough. Mm-hmm. I want to move on to do something else. So now he's opened... Uh, minus, and he is really well connected into the scene. Mm. He knows tons of industry people, so he knows stuff that's going to happen before anybody else does. Mm. So he's a good person to talk to. Um, the guys that work at my shop, they're a lot more heavily involved than I am, you know, because they're young dudes. Yeah. They can go out and skateboard whenever, they can yeah. be out all night. And they're not running do. a business. Right, right. <laughs> they don't have a family, so yeah. I can't do that stuff. So they. I rely on them mm-hmm. for my information. And then, you know, there's uh, Rhett down in Bloomington. There's Nomad. So there's a few skateboard shops. There's Homebase. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty good community, and we're not... We all get along well, and we all kind of commu- communicate with each other and, like, the ups and downs and things like that. So what have been just personally... Um, I guess, what's the pro- process been like for you personally? You talked about sometimes the seasons can kind of be a little overwhelming mm-hmm. I guess someone's once described it as whiplash is yeah. business ownership because it's like one day you're high and then one day you're low and yes. it's constant up down up yeah, down and yeah. It, it is I mean I've, I've had some sleepless nights where yeah. I'm like what the hell's going on you know how 
So it's hard to turn it off. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the other thing I've, I've really had to adjust mm. personally is I'm doing the best I can. <clears throat> it's the middle of the night. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, not everybody's going to be into what you're doing. Uh, as long as, you know, and I bust my tail doing what I'm doing. Um, so, you know, I can't necessarily always be concerned about what everybody thinks. Yeah. All I can do is put my best foot forward, listen to what people say as far as advice, and mm-hmm. leave it at that. Isn't it funny how those, like, lessons you learn as a teenager, you keep learning over and over? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. how people think and all right. those, like, still learning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> so, this beginner package. Mm-hmm. Um, what are kind of, like, I guess the stages of a skateboarder? Well, that's one good thing about doing that beginner setup. Mm-hmm. It's less of an investment. So let's say your son or daughter isn't into it. Mm-hmm. So if they drop off and stop doing it, then you're like, all right, I'm out 100 bucks, and yeah. I can move on. Um, <clears throat> if they are into it, then um, it'll consume their lives, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's, if you talk to skateboarders, uh, they'll tell you it's not a sport, it's a lifestyle. And that's really what it is. I mean, everything revolves around skateboarding for a lot of people. They watch videos. They talk about pros, new tricks, good spots to skate, DIY spots that are around the city or in different areas. It's pretty much their whole life. So, I've noticed um, Rise has a really strong Instagram presence with like posting videos yeah. and everything. So where do those videos come from? Who, whose are they? Well, so... We have a, a team. Mm-hmm. We've kind of slacked off a little bit here lately, but I'm building it up again. So I have a couple guys that will actually go out and get clips mm-hmm. while they're at parks or out on the street. And then sometimes I'll go out with them and we'll, we'll shoot some video clips also. And then we have in the works right now, we're going to try to release a video, I think, within the next year too, which hasn't been done for a little while. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So just like a kind of a compilation of best tricks? Or yeah, some nice. of the different skaters that skateboard for us, and then it'll probably only be like 20 minutes or something mm-hmm. like that, and I'll probably give it away. It'll just be a freebie, you know, so. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> so tell me a little bit, like, moving forward for Rise, you know, you've been there a year and a half now, mm-hmm. and it was an established business, but Yes. you've been there for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the changes you see kind of coming forward, or the areas you want to focus on, or keep doing, like, keep keep strong, I guess? Yeah, oh, there's certain things I don't want to change, because mm-hmm. it's, it's working. Um, my biggest contribution that I would like to make, I have an art degree, so I'd like to expand on some of the graphics we have, do a little more creative work. That's really where I see that I can be advantageous is reworking some of the designs. I mean, there's really that Rise stamp logo, that's a good design. People know it. It's fine. I'm not going to get rid of it, Mm -hmm. but adding some new things can always get people kind of hyped about what you're doing and pique their interest. Yeah, exactly. So, um, continue to build up the team, get some more good guys skating for us. Um, and really, I mean, that's about as far out as I look, mm-hmm. just trying to keep up with the trends of where it's going. Interesting. You talked about skateboarding when you were younger and it kind of falling off, and then you throw in you had an art degree Yeah. in college, so kind of going back to... Yeah, I'm sorry, I kind of <laughs> left that out earlier. No, it's, in- it's interesting, though, because it's... I find that's a common theme that, you know, how you started kind of sneaks back up again when you're an owner and mm-hmm. some of those natural tendencies 
come out again. Yeah. It's really neat. So what Thank kind of you. art did you specialize in? Um, a lot of pencil and ink and Prismacolors. I never did a lot of painting, so I did more of like a comic book art, I guess you could describe it. Um, I never used it, really, because like I told you, I was in sales for a long time. But I always did things on the side. So I've started designing some new logos and some new graphics. and But it, it's been fun. And it's a nice release, too. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, I will look forward. If my child ends up getting into skateboarding, I will come to Rise. Okay. <laughs> we have a few years, probably. How old? Uh, he's five and a half. Okay. Yeah, he's still pretty young. Yeah. He's got a lot of time. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Scott. Thanks oh, yeah. Thanks for sharing your story. And it's a pleasure. Come in and see it. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for stopping by. You can download new episodes of Local Living Carmel podcast on iTunes or subscribe at locallivingcarmel.com where you can get to know a new Carmel business owner and neighbor each week. See you next week.